Jamie Mackay, host of the countries in Lawrence. Are you, Jamie? Yes, and you know what Lawrence is famous for, don't you, Heather? Not at all. Oh, you must know. This is where gold was discovered in 1861 by a bloke by the name of Gabriel Rudin. I'm sitting outside the um, Melton toilets, as dodgy as that sounds, <laughs> where there's a lovely Heather, um, statue of a miner. I'm assuming it's Gabriel Rudin. Oh, Jamie, your phone, your phone is really dodgy. You just have to hold it closer to your mouth or further away or something. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This is oh, much better. Okay, so you're sitting outside the toilets, and what are you doing there? <laughs> well, dodgy reception and a dodgy position, but um, we're making our way to Queenstown uh, for a radio celebration, actually, for a guy by the name of um, Craig Ferg Ferguson. who has been in radio for 30 years with our company, or most of it with our company, Heather, and he's most famous for being a New Zealand junior and an all-black um, a New Zealand cult flanker who kept Jock, Jock Hobbs, believe it or not, out of the age group side. So that's what we're doing. But I think you want to talk about Fonterra. Yeah, so what's the warning that Fonterra's issued to the farmers? Well, I probably don't know much more than you. I only know what I'm, what I'm reading off my phone. Um, Miles Hurrell uh, at the annual meeting, along with the chairperson, Peter McBride, told farmer shareholders that the co-op was likely to set a target for scope-free carbon emissions, which would encompass emissions the company is directly responsible for, including, of course, uh, the farmers. According to Fonterra, 73% of global consumers found sustainability pledges important when buying dairy products. I'm not quite sure how that pertains to the likes of uh, China. Um, and Miles Hurrell was quick to point out that one of New Zealand dairy farmers had a carbon footprint less than one-third of the global average. We can't sit back. And to be fair to Damien O'Connor, who I seem to spend most of my time arguing with these days, uh, that is what he's saying. So, yeah, we are moving in that direction. But once again, I say to uh, you, Heather, or anyone listening who wants to listen, that the market will ultimately decide this, and if there's incentives there in the market to provide um, these sustainability and low emissions products, that's exactly what farmers will do. They're adaptable. They've been adaptable for uh, since Gabriel Reed discovered gold here in Lawrence in 1861. Oh, yes, Jamie, which markets? Sorry? Which markets is Peter McBride talking about? Well, he's, um, well, he's talking about, presumably, I would think, uh, European markets, but he's saying 73% of global consumers... But I know, I know from directly talking to the guy, my guy in China, he said China are not buying on the moment on sustainability or low carbon or anything like that. They're buying on price and they're yeah. buying on food safety. I find it really hard to believe, Jamie. Am I, am, I, am, I being, am I being a Luddite here? But I just can't believe that when we've got a cost of living crisis around the world and people starving, we're worried that, that there are that many markets who are worried about this stuff. I think it's a big stick to, that's used to beat the farmers. And I'm not sure about it. Yeah, and you've got to ask yourself whether global consumers in a time when we're heading into a recession are prepared to pay a premium of 20 or 30% yeah. for something that's produced sustainably or in a zero-carbon fashion when they might trade down a wee bit. Uh, you know, it's a bit like going from steak to mince, isn't it? But you do what mm. you have to do to get through. Okay, I'm, I'm going to continue to be cynical about it. Hey, Jamie, thanks very much. Jamie Mackay, host of The Country.